our fictional friends and welcome to another episode of Fully Booked. I'm Megan. And I'm Shireen. And we are still here in rom-com month. Are we excited? We should be. We love rom-coms. I know. They're easy, they're airy, easy breezy, beautiful rom-com. (laughs) Rom-com. That just went off on its own tangent. I don't know what you were doing with that. Anyway. I don't know. I was like stuck on... Anyway, it doesn't matter. I digress. Oh boy, <laughs> this is like an afternoon recording and it shows. Anyway. <laughs> it's been a big week, okay? Yeah, we're both a little tired. Yeah. Um, but we figured that we would continue our discussions this month in talking about probably the number one place that people go for recommendations these days, which is TikTok. <laughs> okay. I thought you were going to say the internet. I, was I like, mean, ooh, the internet. No, the number one place on the internet, <laughs> yeah. I should say, where people go for recommendations, which is TikTok. It's TikTok, it guys. It's book talk. It's book talk. Yeah. If you haven't seen any like videos or anything from book talk, search anywhere. Search hashtag book talk. Book talk. Or hashtag book talk and hashtag book talk, whatever subgenre it is yeah. that you would like to look for, and you will have a plethora yep. of videos to choose from in order to get all of those recommendations. So we're going to talk about that a little bit, sort of the resurgence of, you know, like the rom-com space and rom-coms as a little more mainstream, I think, thanks to social media and places like TikTok. Yeah. Um, and kind of what that means for the future, mm-hmm. possibly as well. Um, but before we get started, Shereen, what's on your nightstand? Well, I'm uh, almost through It Happened One Summer. Uh, which is very rom-commy, yeah. great for the month, enjoying it I'm, I guarantee profoundly. that's on a lot of people's oh, yeah. fucking TikTok Enjoying lists. it profoundly, go pick it up, it's fun. Um, easy to read. Yeah. Um, and then I think next I'm kind of debating between reading my first ever Emily Henry book or uh, picking up... <laughs> Another trusty Nicholas Sparks book. I have. I really struggle to understand how this falls into the trusty sphere for you. Well, because it's... Okay, right. If if anybody's been listening to this podcast, you know that I had, you know, a bit of a reader's block because I had three books on the go and I felt really um, guilty just leaving two yeah. of them behind. Um, and I call Nicholas Sparks trusty because you always know what you're getting. Oh, I'm pretty sure you know exactly <laughs> what you're going to get. And I think that the next one that I have on my shelf is called The Return and it's like about a soldier who comes home from Afghanistan. Oh, God. And I'm like, didn't we do this in like what was that one the lucky one or something yeah wasn't that about a soldier too there's a bunch of them about soldiers or people who go off to war or something he's got like this like i don't know he's enamored with like the idea of like i guess it fits with romance right like it's like you fall in love and then somebody has to waiting go to war, for yeah or, like you know the person is like kind of you know dealing with their ptsd from coming back from war yeah. and then it's they fall in love anyway whatever so yeah. um you know, you can't go wrong with a bit of, bit of Nicholas Sparks, although after you read a few of them in a row, they do get a little boring. So on. <laughs> yeah, Megan can't do it no. at all. No, I refuse. I try and fit in at least one a year. I've already read one this summer, I've, The Wish. You know what? I've watched several movies, <laughs> and that's enough for me. I frequently make her I think my thing is that's it. I think I'm happy with something like rom-com month because there's usually like an element of quirkiness or fun to yeah. it. But when you get into sapphic, sappy romance, I've, I fall asleep. Like I'm not interested. Well, it's tough, right? Like yeah. I'm going off on a tangent here. I know we have another topic, but like it's tough because when you're in like your rom-coms, I find that the two individual characters mm-hmm. have 
standalone personalities. Yes. They're very, like, well-rounded characters. They're fun. Like, you want to get to know them. Whereas when you get into the sappy romance, yeah. especially Nicholas Sparks, the characters are not well-rounded on their own. They kind of... Only become well-rounded when they're a couple. Exactly. Like, you need them to be together for them to be interesting. And then without each other, they're not interesting. And he actually relies very heavily on this for his books Mm -hmm. because, like, that's what you want. You want these characters to be together in the end. And there's always, like, some big situation that's, like, preventing them from being together. And sometimes they never end up together and sometimes they do. And, like, you always feel like if they're not together, they're not quite themselves. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. But I hate that. <laughs> yeah. And so that's why I say, like, it's fun for, like, one of them. Yeah. Um, but after you've read as many as I have, oh my God, you start so kind of flipping through the books and being like, oh. <laughs> You're like, I think I'm just going to skip this whole chapter. Yeah. It's- yeah. <laughs> and that'll be fine. Yeah, skip a few pages fine. at a time because you're like, it's just dialogue. Yeah. It's not doing anything. <laughs> like, I love you. Oh, I love you too. <laughs> We're both from North Carolina. Anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> Megan, what's on your bookshelf? Not that. <laughs> Nightstand. Nightstand. Not oh, man. Close enough. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I am actually about maybe like a third of the way into um, Cassandra Peterson's memoir. For anybody who doesn't know, Cassandra Peterson is also known as Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. <laughs> of course you know. um, And so I bought, I picked up Cassandra her. Cassandra Peterson. Yeah. Wow. So I picked up her memoir a little while ago, and I'm sort of, that's like about a third of the way in. Um, I love Elvira. She's a bad bitch. And she is just kind of an icon of like campy horror everything um she's so fun she still you know does like that's its specials and stuff to this day and she's fantastic and I think that anybody who's anybody like if even if you don't really know who she is you've seen her on a t-shirt before at some point in your life definitely um and she's just one of those people that I find fascinating and I was just very curious to kind of read a little bit about her life so I'm about a third of the way into that and I'm I'm enjoying it so far fun yeah I cannot read autobiography it's incredibly rare this is like maybe my one every two or three years oh, that i'll no, do, do and it, it has to be somebody that i actually like like i can't just pick up one that even that's really popular even if it's someone who i is a person that i admire mm. like i can't pick it up and read it like i'm never gonna read michelle obama's one even though i'm sure it's good yeah and she's fabulous but yeah. like i don't i i'm just not going to Oh, let's let's talk about some book talk. Let's talk about some book talk romance. Shireen has like really bad garlic breath right now, apparently, and it's really affecting. Stop it! Don't tell the world. (laughs) The world, okay? Come on. Uh, Yes. Um, So today we're talking about um, kind of the resurgence of the rom com and how it's become really big um, since there's been a lot of attention on it through. TikTok. Yeah. So I think, you know. And also, like, I mean, granted, like, Instagram Instagram as well, to be fair, but I do think that there's an element with, first of all, TikTok being as big of a platform as it is, coupled with the sort of the way that people's brains work and how much they enjoy just short form video content. Yeah. And before reels were a thing on Instagram, you know, it would mostly be you'd have to read the whole caption and stuff. And unless you're a person like myself who's like, oh, I'd like to know what this book is about. So I will read the whole description and understand it. A lot of people don't want to do that. No, it's it's easier to have like passive delivery of information. Yeah, where somebody does like a little voiceover where they're explaining to you what the story is about. Right. Totally understandable. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, I kind of discovered that there was like a big 
I guess, category of this on TikTok yeah. last summer. Um, because <clears throat> context, I had spent a long time uh, reading boring ass textbooks um <laughs> that i just didn't know where to start in terms of like looking yeah. for new books yeah you were um, you were having some trouble at first i was like i didn't know like where to start off again and like megan would be like oh yeah this new book is coming out by this author who i really like and like yeah and i was having like this like existential crisis where i was like i don't even know like i like harry potter yeah. or like what, <laughs> what, <laughs> what else oh yeah jk rowling's anyway yeah uh, <laughs> We don't like her anymore. So, like, I was having, like, this whole, like, you know, crisis on how do I figure out what I want to read next. And it was last summer. So, summertime was great for rom-coms. And I think that's when a lot of people are probably going to do those types of, like, make those sorts of recommendations yeah. as well is, is at that time of the year. So. For sure. You stumbled upon it at a good time. I did. And it was funny because our, you know, our big, like, book monolith that we have here in Canada, yeah. um, Indigo. Yes. They, um, so just whatever we have like our one company basically it's like it's books. kind of like uh, like okay there are independent bookstores everywhere obviously yeah. we have them here as well but it's sort of like it's like our equivalent of Barnes and Noble right. basically yeah so everything's like really expensive yeah um <laughs> but you know they have all the information about everything so they had an entire category on their website dedicated to book talk yeah and so I just started scrolling and I started just adding books to cart that started that seemed interesting like you read a vague description and you're like yeah okay yeah okay like that seems okay you know and I was finding you know I was just trying out different things and so I found myself having like the summer of like love stories and rom-coms sure um you know I read um you know love and other words I read we were liars um uh Ali Hazelwood that uh, oh yes um, love, love hypothesis. hypothesis yes yes um you know I read I read a whole bunch of them like yeah. I you know I went through and obviously Colleen Hoover it ends with us Verity um it starts with us uh, I read all these so it was just interesting to see like what is popular mm -hmm. what are people reading and what is generating the most buzz and now I find that when I walk into bookstores there's entire tables dedicated to book talk oh yeah and it's like, okay, like, what's everyone And it's not reading? even just one aspect of book talk. It's like, oh, here's all the, like, general, like, the biggest book talk recommendations. And then there's another table that's like, here are our spicy book yes, talk recommendations. Spicy book where talk you're recommendations. Like, wow. And you're like, oh, okay. It's interesting because it's bringing romance in general, but, like, rom-coms and stuff, it's really bringing them out of their shell a mm. little bit to an extent. There was definitely a time where it was, like, reading romance, you were like, oh, my God, you're ridiculous. Yeah. Because it also used to be what existed in that sphere were, like, Harlequin romances. Oh, definitely. So, you know, it was sort of like your mom would be reading an Aura Roberts book, and that's right. what you knew, and that's right. all you were aware that romance was, but it's really developed in a completely different way, I'd say, in the last, like, decade or so. And I have to say that, like, I appreciate the direction that we're going in here because it feels like our, like, main characters, which tech typically are a woman. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, like, strong. They're independent. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm generalizing here. You obviously have the ones where you're like, okay, this is not really working yeah, for me. Yeah, you read it and you're like, oh, I hate that. I okay. hate that. <laughs> but it, it just feels like we're, we're kind of going more towards, like, you know, we want her to stand on her own. Yes. And he comes and compliments her. Um mm -hmm. Which I appreciate because, you know, look back like a decade ago and we had all of our like supernatural romance that was really 
popular mm-hmm. and that's where it's like i can change him yeah. you know like and that whole trope we and still get that super toxic and we still get it a lot but i like to think that the books that are generating a lot of buzz are the ones that are you know seeming to be like the like the your lead who generally that's it is your female identifying person is a fully formed human being they're yeah, not like interests am, and yes, a career i am not incomplete and because yeah. i haven't met the love of my life type of thing yet where yeah. you're like oh, god yeah. <laughs> barf get out of here <laughs> yeah you know? no. and so yes in a lot of ways you know stephanie meyer set us back several years mm-hmm. with all and of the el james with all of the twilight stuff well el james i think is a direct byproduct of you twilight. know of twilight being I'll what it was sleep back to twilight uh, i need to like write can we song. make a jingle <laughs> we should write something we need, like a jingle for this every time we need to bring that in yeah i'm just and we can <laughs> i'm gonna intersperse it into episodes like as we go it does come up a lot it does. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we never stopped talking about it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> but all that to say, um, I do, it does seem like there's been like, also not just like a rom-com resurgence, but it seems like there's been a general like wave of appreciation for books again. Yes, because and I people love have that. a platform to throw their yeah. recommendations out to people that isn't simply written. It's like, it's on a social media yeah. app. It's in your face. Mm-hmm. And so... The moment people open a for you page, if they've watched something, liked something before, they start start seeing that content. It starts being kind of like thrown their way. Yep. So, and it was really great for me to do this exercise, even though there was like a lot of books on there that I was like, oh my god, god of I course, did not love this. of course. Um, but it got me back into reading, and it got me back in the know of what's happening, what's out, in the book what world. exists, what's yeah. a big deal, why is it a big yeah. deal, and like knowing you know, okay, this is what's a big deal. I know that I didn't like the last one like that, so I'm going to steer away from it. Like, you know, no shade, no tea to Colleen Hoover fans. It's it's fine. Like, you know, we can get through those. But there's a lot of Colleen Hoover on Book Talk. Like, you walk into, like, Indigo again, and you've got a whole table full of Colleen Hoover. How is this woman writing so many books? Is this, like, Shakespeare? Is she, like, four different people? That's controversial. Don't quote me on that. Don't quote me on that. (laughs) That's not necessarily true. Allegedly, in my opinion, for legal reasons. Not in my opinion either does Shakespeare have multiple writers, Mm. but other people have theorized. But is that like a a thing? Are there like ghost writers that we don't know about who are also doing parts of this? Yeah, because there are so many... There is something, though, I will say that way that romance does that I feel no other genre does. And it is just the fucking volume. The mass production. Of, of the yeah. volume of stories that yeah. are turned out. And I know it's because there are tropes and everything. But Jesus, there are tropes in like a lot of other types of literature as yeah. well. And But like these ones, good lord, these people never stop. It's like they never stop writing. And like maybe it's because there's an element of, you know, when you're reading these books, you don't have to put too much thought into them to follow the story. Um, So it might be easier to, uh, no, I'm not even going to say that. I've never written a book, but (laughs) I'm not even going to pretend that it's easy to write a book. But maybe, you know, because of that, like there's more opportunity to come up with more stories, you know? Yeah, there might be something there as well. That's it, something to that. I don't know, I'd be really, I guess I'd be really curious. I'd have to do a little bit of research, but I'd be really curious to speak to some, like, romance authors and, you know, maybe get their take on that, just how it's a genre that has so much production that goes out and people are 
writing at the very least one book a year. Yeah. But in a lot of cases, I've noticed a lot of two, them, it's two, three. three. Yeah. It's incredible, ridiculous. I'm like, my God, this is like if Stephen King wrote romance. <laughs> well, <laughs> so there's a scary lamp, <laughs> you know. Like, but I love it. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to read it anyway. And and that also, I think, is something uh, maybe that might be happening with these book talk books that are, like, being, like, overly churned. Like, again, Allie Hazelwood yes. is bringing out a lot. Um, so it's, are people reading these stories because they're coming from authors that they've know had a good experience yeah that they was like oh yeah i'll just pick it up anyway because it's this author i think in a lot of cases that might be it there are these hype trains that are created which i fully believe is what happened with like it ends with us yeah talk about a hype train oh my god i think they're back on track for filming that eh? are they i think so i don't know i i now that i've actually finished watching jane the virgin i don't think they can be every all the productions are shut down i mean not that, because it said that it was paused indefinitely for a while there. Yeah, but the SAG after strike will have created, I don't know if that's, that might not still be happening by the time you guys are hearing this episode, but at the time that we're recording, the SAG after strike is in full swing and all productions are shut down indefinitely. And maybe I like read the wrong thing. Maybe. I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Anyway. Anyway. That's generated Anyway, but like talk about, but you know, talk about, God, a, a book that just like blew off the fucking top of book talk. My goodness. I don't think there was anywhere that I went that it wasn't on a list in a recommendation of some sort from someone. And, and if I'm, you're wondering which one we're talking about, it's got big purple writing on it with like a beige background. Yeah, like flower petals. <laughs> flower petals. Like you've is? seen it. <laughs> Yeah, even if you even if you've never picked it up and you don't know what it's about, you've definitely seen that cover sitting in a store somewhere because I just it's not possible to not have seen it. So oh, look, it, two weeks ago it sets a winter release. Well, that's not going to happen anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, but there's been it, it's it was like universally loved that book, um, and then since they decided that they were going to turn it into a movie, yeah. there's been so much controversy. It's interesting how it's so interesting to me how when something. romance property um is just its own thing as a book people are like so good so good so good Mm. but then when it comes to a film adaptation this happened with 50 shades of gray as well all of a sudden then the controversy comes to light of like oh this is promoting like very toxic tropes in romance and with relationships (laughs) and should we be putting this out there and it's because at the end of the day we all know that a lot more people watch movies than read books and at the same time, of course, because of this, it you know, these tropes are put out to like a much more mass audience. And so that's when the Puritans get <laughs> concerned. Well, there's also like the big like hullabaloo around casting choices, right? Every time they decide to make one of these books uh, into a movie because yes. everybody's got a different opinion of on Of course what they do. And the, I get it. Like, and it will be the same, but you get it so much more with romance. Yeah, it's really <laughs> intense. But it's because the the only like plot yes. point is, is the, people. the people. Yes, it's like so the two people. So if they're people. not perfect, and they never will be for anybody, and they won't for be everybody. Because, they won't be because beauty is subjective to people. Exactly. And so whoever, like, I might find attractive, you might not find attractive, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So of course, people will be cast in the film, and I might think that this person who's been cast is very attractive, but a lot of other people will not, or, or vice versa. If it's the description, like, you know, a lot of the time I find in, in rom-coms, I don't know if you found this, the description of the characters is very um, high level, like their appearance. It's true. So you it's do like tend to get a really fit, good idea of what they're supposed to look yeah, like. Yeah, like so it's like fit what you want in that person. Whereas you know? in a lot of other 
types of stories. Like, you know, I'm just thinking like mysteries off the top of my head. People aren't normally described to a T. You yeah. just have like a vague idea of what they mm-hmm. look like and you can form your own opinion based on that. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's always an interesting thing to think about how like it's like because books are behind closed doors and it's quiet and I don't know if you've read this book or not but as soon as there's a movie coming out like oh my god it's the end of the world and I'm like listen all these people read this fucking thing that's why the movie's being made right but the people who are okay take Fifty Shades of Grey for example the people who are like creating all the the concern about it are the ones who wouldn't have read the book in the first place. They're like a book is a book. Like it, it can't create issues. <laughs> I wonder about that though. <laughs> I wonder about that. Yeah. I think considering how many people read those novels, I'm really wondering if some of them didn't like, you know, like some of the critics and stuff weren't like secretly reading that shit at home and then being like, oh no, terrible. You can't make a movie about that. <laughs> oh no, you can't let everybody know what I've been reading. <laughs> I would be so curious to, you know, I would have been really curious at the time to have taken a look through some bookshelves of um, pretty intense like religious folk and just seeing if it happens to have been there as well it was just a very that was an interesting that series was an interesting phenomenon because just the way that it took over things where you know like you'd be basically like on a subway and the like little woman with gray hair next to you would be reading this book and you'd be like do you know what this is about oh she definitely did I know (laughs) and she wasn't even shy about it like I had women like much older than me at the time coming up to me explaining what this book was about and being like oh yeah but you know like normally he's like the dominant but like he's gonna be the submissive and oh, I'm God, like why I, are we having this conversation in broad daylight this, I don't even know you I think that this unfortunately I think that those books really told people what that they what they thought SNM was but I think we all know that it's not like that yeah. at all yeah. anyway we're digressing oh, but so much um But yes, all that to say, like, I think that it's, I'm actually really happy that we have things like book talk and like social media to generate buzz around books, whether it's the books that you're interested in or not. Like, I think we all in the book universe can agree that it's a good thing for um, there to be more hype again around books. Yeah, I, you know what, I agree. I think that, you know what, if I'm going to go anywhere on a social media platform to somewhere like that seems like some of the lesser of all evils that I could potentially encounter Yeah. as far as what's available content wise. Mm-hmm. So I am more than happy to flip through, like, you know, to flip through TikTok videos and to scroll through Instagram just to see what people's recommendations are in certain niches and to, you know, yes, help me see what's very popular, but in a lot of other cases as well, help me find, you know, recommendations of lesser known or Mm -hmm. lesser seen properties that I haven't come across before and haven't really heard about myself, but might be interested in reading. This is like one of the easiest ways to give yourself an idea in that sense, because I have a tendency to go down rabbit holes with those where I'll take something in like a particular genre and then sort of play like the little family tree kind (laughs) of of like oh well what else like what's recommended based on this and then what that what's that one about what's that one about what's that one about and then kind of take things from there and that's a way that I find that I've discovered a whole bunch of stories that I've really enjoyed so yeah that's like my next phase of getting yeah. into. You've gotten into this whole thing now, and now you can take it and be now like, I can what be else? Like, okay, I know I don't like this. Now let's see what this author wrote that I really enjoyed. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Like a lot of ways to look into that. Also, like, side note, Shireen's terrible with social media stuff. She doesn't have anything except Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I speak as if I I have TikTok. So I do she not. doesn't have TikTok or Instagram, <laughs> and she also doesn't have a Goodreads account. So it's really hard to find <laughs> other recommendations for other books when 
and you're like, I don't know, I haven't put myself on any of those No, because I would waste my entire existence on it. Like, I just, like, go and, like, read articles of, like, here are, like, the top ten, like, recommendations on book talk right now. Or, like, I go on, like, websites and they're like, oh, yeah, this is what's trending on book talk. And I'm like, cool. Great. (laughs) I'll I'll go and read the summaries of those. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry. Like, I know social media is amazing, but I know myself and I will just get, like, sucked down. It's also a dark cesspool of depravity that no one should ever want to be a part of. Also what I don't really want to get There's quite quite the double-edged sword there. Yeah, Yeah, I thought I was being, like, like, hipster by not being on social media and now I realize that I miss out on quite a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> Just go on Goodreads. Yeah. I think that would be the easiest thing for you to do. <laughs> uh, anyway, what do you guys think of, I guess, like book talk as a whole, um, recommendations for rom-coms? Do we think that rom-coms now are becoming less quote-unquote taboo or that romance is becoming less taboo because we're, everybody's putting it out as recommendations through their social media platforms? So now it's like people are like, oh, this isn't something I need to read behind closed doors anymore. I can just read that book and tell people that I'm reading it and it's not a big deal. Book freedom. (laughs) Free the book. I mean, I agree. Read whatever, whatever you like to read, just read it. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Whatever you're If you like Nicholas Sparks, you go ahead and you read Nicholas Sparks. Exactly. It doesn't mean everyone has to like it. I don't like them, but I don't care if other people are reading them. I read them. There you go. So you guys can let us know about that over on Instagram at fullybookedca, and you can also check out our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash book was way better and check us out over on threads also at fullybookedca. And, um, if you guys are still listening, which I hope you are, feel free to leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you're listening. Cause it really helps us get the episodes out in front of more people. But until next week, guys, keep on reading. Thanks everyone. <laughs> <laughs>